Hey everybody, I'm Dan Clydman, Editor-in-Chief of Yahoo News. Uh, welcome to another edition of Skullduggery's Buried Treasure, where we turn back the clock uh, to look at some scandal from the past that sheds light on the scandals of today. And I'm here with my uh, co-host, uh, Chief Investigative Correspondent for Yahoo News, author of Russian Roulette, uh, yeah. Michael Isakoff. Hey there. Um, and hey, so thanks um, for the plug. By yeah, the way, yeah. Well, you know, it's just kind of like yeah. it's automatic at this point. <laughs> I got you trained. <laughs> um, so, um, in our last episode of the podcast, we interviewed Ken Starr, uh, who, uh, of course, was the independent counsel in the Monica Lewinsky investigation. And quite um, and the treat it was. Quite the treat it was. And uh, and um, you know, and he talked about uh, about the Mueller investi- investigation. Had a lot of interesting things to say. Um, we asked him, among other things, about the report that he wrote uh, that became bas- basically the premise for impeachment proceedings. Um, it was a very aggressive uh, kind of piece of legal adv- advocacy, and it was also this kind of weird combination of, you know, like a like a porn novel and a and a tabloid report with all this legalese mixed into it. And it had every detail of every incident of sexual contact between Monica Lewinsky and Bill. Clinton. I went back and looked at uh, some of the report, and I I kind of blushed reading it. You know, I mean, <laughs> it, it was it's unbelievable, and it just kind of brought me and back you don't blush to that easily. not easily, and yeah. it brought me back to that just kind of crazy, surreal time. And I wanted to talk for a little bit about just the star, the day the Star Report dropped. Right. Um, and um, I, I, actually, funnily, I was in Little Rock at the time. I think I was actually reporting on a, a story on, on Star because we knew the report was coming out, although we didn't know exactly when it was going to come out. I actually was sitting in front of the television at the, what was that fancy hotel in Capital Little Rock? Hotel. The Capitol Hotel. Um, I was supposed to be back in Washington, um, but I got a terrible case of food poisoning. And so I'm watching this scene unfold on, on cable news. Um, and my kind of image is all these reporters running up the steps of the Capitol where the report was being released because Congress uh, released it really soon after right. it was it was it was delivered. Um, one other thing quickly, um, we had been doing a lot of reporting on what was in that report. Um, and a couple of weeks before, um, I learned, this kind of very tawdry detail about and what tawdry detail was well, that? it involved a cigar, and let me just say, um, uh, sometimes a cigar is not just a cigar um, in the context of the Monica Lewinsky case. And we had this debate. This seemed to happen a lot at Newsweek yeah. about whether we report the cigar detail. Right. Uh, God, I hope my daughters are not listening to this. <laughs> uh, and at the end of the day, uh, we did not report it. Um, we 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 just thought it was of too. Of course, it was. We didn't. It was well, yeah, yeah, right. It was just it too was gross. Newsweek. It was Newsweek, yeah. It, but it was too gross, and we felt, uh, and I felt right about that decision. And yet, uh, it was in the report. So much more was in that right. report. I don't know. What are your recollections well, from look, that day? I, what I remember is, uh, first of all, it, it was a moment in which everybody in Washington, and I think a good chunk of the country, was just devouring every single detail in it. There had been so much anticipation about what, in fact, Monica Lewinsky had told Starr's uh, investigators um, and just what exactly was the nature of the relationship between Lewinsky 
Zelensky and Clinton. Uh, the president at this point, uh, President Clinton, had acknowledged an improper relationship that was, quote, wrong. But, uh, but the details were still uh, unknown. Uh, uh, and um, so everybody in the world was stopping and reading uh, all these tawdry details, the, the, the case-by-case, day-by-day, the communications between Clinton and Lewinsky, how she got into the Oval Office, what they did there. And um, I do remember a couple things. Number one, there was a, uh, a, a member of Starr's team, uh, Brett Kavanaugh, now later a, became a federal judge. He, yes, now sits on the bench, U.S. Court of Appeals in the District of Columbia, um, who uh, at the last minute, having worked on the report, realized uh, just how explosive this would be and what the potential backlash could be of a uh, independent counsel laying out the sexual details of the president's misconduct uh, and, you know, not just tawdry, but unseemly, unseemly both for the president to have done it, but also even more perhaps to many people that um, that a, a taxpayer paid prosecutors were um, uh, were detailing this for the world. And uh, Kavanaugh freaked. And at the last moment, he 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 drafts a letter to the Congress. Uh, to congressional leaders, I believe to Newt Gingrich, saying um, you shouldn't publicly release this. This contains highly sensitive material uh, that is not really fit for public consumption. But of course, there was no way that 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 report was not going to be publicly released. This was, after all, evidence of what stars people believed was grounds for impeachment. Uh, And uh, of course, uh, it had to be publicly released. So it was a futile gesture on Kavanaugh's part. But it did play into the hands of Clinton and his supporters. And I think a big part of the political backlash against Starr, which ends up helping uh, Clinton and then the Democrats uh, in, in midterm elections, was the reaction to star, but it does raise. It was it was the turning point. It was yeah. the absolute turning point because yeah. if you remember when Clinton finally had to fess up and acknowledge that uh, that which he had told the country for all that year was false, and that he really did have this relationship with Monica Lewinsky. Um, it looked for a few days that he was in serious trouble. Joe Lieberman, a Democratic senator from uh, Connecticut, goes on the floor of the Senate and talks about how disappointed he is. And there were people who thought uh, that uh, Clinton may not be able to survive. But once that report became public, you know, after everybody devoured all the sexual details, uh, there was a backlash. Yeah, and the, and I think, uh, you know, Ken Starr and the prosecutors on his team would argue, well, when you have a president uh, whose answers are so legalistic, it depends on what the definition of is is, then you have to put all that detail in there. But I think it was a strategic blunder in the end. But it does raise a question that is relevant right now, uh, which is what kind of a report does 
Bob Mueller write, send to Rod Rosenstein, what kind of report ultimately goes up to Congress if it does. And well, there's of a, course, there's if, a, he ha- if he has to get into the Stormy Daniels matter, well, it could we be discussed a, with it could be, Ken Starr, it could get, it could get tawdry, yeah, but we're I, not there yet. We're not there yet. But yeah. there is an interesting um, kind of um, continuum here of the kinds of reports that special counsels have, have sent up, um, which is kind of interesting history, which I just want to talk about very quickly. Uh, you know, you go back to uh, Leon Jaworski, who was the second special prosecutor in the Watergate case. Uh, what Jaworski did was, as I recall from reading a story in the New York Times, um, basically uh, hundreds of documents stuffed in a briefcase uh, sent up to Congress with the actual evidence, the tapes, that some of the Nixon tapes, uh, and an index, a kind of roadmap to the evidence, but no analysis, no legal conclusions. That's kind of one end of the continuum. On the other end is what Starr did, which I think he would say he was required by uh, the independent counsel law, but that is you know, uh, you know, full of legal conclusions. He's making the impeachment case, um, and it's also written in a narrative fashion, it's tells a, a story. I, I think he would, if he was here with us still, he'd probably say, well, we were just, uh, you know, I reached the conclusion that this was potential grounds for impeachment, and here are the facts. Right. Um, so he, he, you know, the, the analysis was um, uh, based on the facts, this could be grounds for impeachment. That's a decision for Congress to make. But well, the look, question is, where does Mueller end up? And I yeah. talked to a close friend of his who said he thinks that Mueller uh, will be uh, view his role as being closer to the Ken Starr uh, end of the continuum than to the Jaworski side of the continuum. But probably the kind of report that he would send up, and he, I, I think he would he would write it Yes, it's confidential when it goes to Rod Rosenstein, but expecting that it will be uh, public, either because it's leaked or because it goes up to Congress and Congress makes it public, uh, that it will do more than just lay out the facts. It will lay out the facts in light of, with legal analysis in light of the relevant statutes that he's looking at, obstruction of justice, you know, whatever the collusion statute is. And that you know his job is as a prosecutor, not a sim- not a simple um, you know gatherer of the facts. And this comes from a friend of of Mueller's who's worked with him and thinks that's where he'll end up. Well, that that's interesting insight. Of course, the the the, the critical difference is Starr, as under the old independent counsel statute, was required to produce a report. Um, uh, the um, Mueller operates under a different set of rules in which he can provide a report to the deputy attorney general in this case uh, because the attorney general is recused. Um, but it's entirely up to Rosenstein what happens to that. So I think the uh, – uh, Well, as you said before, even if Rosenstein says, well, we're just going to keep this under wraps, we're not going to release it, he's going to immediately be subpoenaed by – you know, well, look, I think this is where it gets to the election, because yeah. if the Democrats uh, take back control of the House, which they could well do, um, it, it's 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 without question that the Democratic controlled uh, leadership will demand access to the report and will almost certainly demand access to Mueller himself and have him testify uh, before the House Judiciary Committee about all his findings. And all I can say is uh, uh, that will be uh, one whale of a day when Mueller gets up there and finally speaks himself. And we hear from his, uh, in his own words, uh, what he found 
what he didn't find, and uh, what conclusions he's reached. And, of course, the tweeted reaction from the president, <laughs> president of the United States. So it may end up being as uh, surreal and uh, wild a day as the day that the Trump that the uh, Star Report was released. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Skullduggery's Buried Treasure. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And also, tell us what you think about Skullduggery. Leave us a review. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.